in order to understand what God first, and you, you mentioned in the beginning, it's like in order to understand what God first had intended for this thing called family, the vision he had for it, we have to go to the creator, right? Yeah. Who created family? God. God created family. Yeah, he established it. He established it. He had a vision and a goal for it. Hey everybody, welcome to House of Roberts podcast, podcast where we let you into our loud, crazy, Christian home to equip, encourage, and inspire yours. I'm Michael. This is Gabrielle, my beautiful wife. And this is episode three. Tres. Three. Three. Episode three. Come on. It's a holy number. Oh my goodness. Jesus resurrected mean? on the third day. Oh, shoot. And so, I don't know. Resurrection? Why, so does three mean resurrection? No, I don't know. Don't. <gasps> don't. See, they're not going to think we're like biblically smart because we don't know what the three, three number is. It's probably I need something to study like the numbers. Five is grace. Eight, Seven you know, is fulfillment. Uh, right. Completion. Completion, I, I, I right? Know, I don't know. Anyways. I mean, it's not the point, but it is a point. You know, it's smart. We know some numbers. <laughs> um. Before we get started on content, which I'm super excited about, yeah, you know, because because it is only our third, it's always like, hey, you know, there are some people that know who we are. Hello, mom and dad. <laughs> um, but there's people that don't. So to get to know us a little bit more, I have a question for you, Gabrielle, okay. to peer into the soul of Gabrielle Roberts. Oh, dear, don't 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 go too deep with this. Um, and it's this. It's a hard hitting question. And I hope you're ready for it. Gabrielle, what was your first email address? What was your first email address? My first email address? Yeah. Do you remember what your first email address was? I remember what my first IM or like AOL. Okay, what was that? Okay, that was <laughs> that one was Foxy GD. Nice. Oh five. Foxy GD05. Foxy GD, my initials, Gabrielle Denunzio. 05, the year I graduated. And Foxy was just, Foxy that's who you were? Foxy was the name. Girl, you were Foxy. Foxy was the name that we tried, me and my friends and my cousins, we all tried to give ourselves like nicknames. Oh. And I was Foxy. And I'm I'm not sure. That didn't stick. Did that stick? It did, well, I had that name for a little while. A little while. But I think by the time I was in middle school, it shifted a bit. Wow. Probably at middle school yeah let's hope by middle school it shifted i can't remember yeah foxy. but foxy gd is the cringy stuff you yeah know? that's it's that's the... incredible i'm so glad you shared. <laughs> okay well was... share yours okay mine was also a nickname not given to myself but uh imposed by others but it was uh it was uh, Pretty Boy 23. No, I'm sorry, but that's worse than mine. Yeah. I'm not saying it's better or worse <laughs> than yours. I'm just saying it was given to me, okay? Who gave it to you, Michael? When I was a junior in high school, I was in private Christian school up till 10th grade. Junior and senior, I went to a public school, and I was given the name Pretty Boy. I don't know why. Uh, well, I mean, I know why, but- Because you're pretty. Because I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. And uh, like, if you, if I give you my- uh, uh, senior yearbook. It Everybody is littered with Pretty Boy on oh it. Oh my! The guy's God. name was D Dawson or something like that. Guy's the one who like first brought it in. And twenty three because I was a child of like the eighties and the nineties of Michael Jordan. So twenty three was like I mean that was the sacred holy number. So whatever you had, it was something twenty three. So Pretty Boy twenty three at AOL dot com was also my first email address wow. too. So we think very highly of ourselves. Yeah, Foxy and Pretty Boy here. So we got Foxy and Pretty Boy here. <laughs> Wow. All right. So to the episode. Why are there all those things so cringy? I think if we asked anybody listening right now, they're all probably pretty cringy. Yeah. Can't I mean, if, in, in one of the comments of the sh on the show, like, tell us what your, your tell first us what name was. I'd like to know what that oh is. Oh, my God. Um, all right. 
switching gears. So good. Foxy. Um, I'm so excited for this. I episode. really am too, because what we're talking about is getting a vision for your yeah. family. Yeah. Um, and so it's so important, right, yeah. to have a vision for your family. And um, we're going to show and we're, we're going to talk about and really it's going to bleed into the next couple episodes is where does your vision come, right? I don't want just any kind of vision from my family. No. I want a God vision for my That's family. Right. And that vision is going to come from scripture. And we're going to begin to look through scripture and talk about families in the Bible. And you're going to, we believe you'll get a vision for your family. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I think we have to make a case for why you need a vision for family. Uh, vision, we see it everywhere, right? Uh, companies have visions. I have a vision statement, mission statement. Mm-hmm. Churches have visions. Um, nonprofits have visions. Uh, sports teams have visions and goals mm-hmm. and missions. Like all, all, it's all important. And in fact, vision is a, it's a biblical concept, right? Yeah. Amen. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says that without vision, mm-hmm. people perish. Mm-hmm. So without vision, people perish. So what's that word? That word perish means in the in the Hebrew. Now again. I'm not giving you Hebrew because I'm trying to you impress so you. Smart, um, you pretty so boy smart. here saying it because oh uh, we know this. The Old Testament was originally written sure. in Hebrew, the New Testament in the Greek. And so then it's translated. And the translators always did their best to word for word match. But um, here's the truth about Hebrew. Like one word means multiple things. Right. And same with Greek. And so when you are um, really want to learn something in Scripture and want to study a particular verse out, uh, it's good for you to like look what the Hebrew word means because it can paint a picture or give you more of a definition. So this idea of like without vision, people perish. What's it mean to perish? It means uh, to to uh, lose restraint. Mm-hmm. It means to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means to neglect. It mm-hmm. means to ignore. So what it says is if uh, I have no vision in my life or if there's an area of my life that doesn't have a vision, uh, I'm going to be kind of, I'm going to cast off restraint. I'm not going to really have any kind of direction in it. Um, I'm going to avoid it, right. that area. I'm going to neglect that area. Right. Um, uh, I'm going to ignore it, you right. know? And so we don't want that. And uh, so vision is such an important aspect because vision is, it's the purpose for why you do what you do. Sure. Vision says like, hey, I'm going to make a sacrifice today for what I'm believing and expecting for tomorrow. Right. Uh, vision helps you get through difficult times. When it gets hard, you keep going because you got a vision. You got mm-hmm. something you got to accomplish. Uh, vision helps you get back up when you fall. Like when you make a mistake or there's failure, uh, you get back up because there's a compelling vision, right? Yeah. Um, vision says, hey, every phase, every part of this journey is mattering because it's getting me to somewhere. Yeah. Um, and God made us. See, God made us to live with vision. Um, and if we don't, the scripture says, um, we're in trouble, right? Yeah. So, uh, God made us have vision. It's important. It's biblical. So it's the so question we're asking families is, yeah, what? do we, do we have vision for our families? Right. right. And I think, I think, and you said it, you know, it's really easy. I think and natural, um, for us to get vision for our businesses, mm-hmm. it's really easy, natural for us to get vision for our churches, uh, our, our, whatever, our nonprofit profits, even for like our year, right? Mm -hmm. Every January, how many of us set vision for the year? It's really easy for us to get vision for us as individuals. But I think what, um, is a little countercultural and not necessarily natural is this idea of getting vision for our family. Hmm. Right. Um, I think maybe at one point it used to look like this, um, but somewhere along the line in the, in the nuclear family and a very individualistic, oh my, say it for me. Individualistic? Individualistic. 
Uh, Can I have that in a sentence, please? That's no, I can't even spell it. No, yes, I could. Okay, in in that that form in our society where we're thinking about ourselves and what we're doing and where we're going and what we're going to accomplish, um, I think this idea of getting vision for our family, getting vision for this collective gift um, that God has given us in our people and our family is very uncommon. Yeah. Right, we don't we don't necessarily hear about it that much, but it is incredibly biblical, and I can't wait to dig into some of these um, these chapters in the Bible that point to this idea of vision yeah. from the beginning of when family was first instituted. Vision is necessary, and we have to have it. And if we don't have it, we perish. And so, a lot of times, um, if you're you're living in a very uh, visionless space yeah. as a family, some of the symptoms you're going to feel is you're going to begin to parent, your rhythm of parenting is going to become, you know, very reactionary, right? Very reactionary. So, you know, you're just kind of like rolling with the punches of life, yeah. right? <laughs> Whatever's happening in the day, the week, the month, the year, it's just like, it's happening to us. It's happening to us and we just got to pivot. We got to, we got to be agile. We got to flex. There's no intentionality, right? right? There's no vision. There's no anything that's really like, no, we're going here. Right. And not all parenting is uh, proactive, but it shouldn't be all reactive no, either. So that's right. what we're saying. It's like most of the time, if you don't have this vision, everything is reactive. Like yeah. I'm always responding to something. Yeah. But there's never moments where like, no, we're doing this because of we're going this way. Right. Or we're going in this direction. Right. 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 So there has there's both because you right. need both. Right. Uh, but generally, there's none of them. Really, and it, and if if it's all reactionary, right, and there's no vision, then we're just constantly being formed by everything around us. Right. right? We're constantly like we're not in control uh, of our own vision or our own destiny. We're just we're just flimsically like kind of wandering with whatever happens in the week, the day, the year, yeah. you know? And so visionless, right? That's another symptom. Another symptom would be we're easily discouraged and we pull back, right? Like when we don't have vision, the hits of life are going to take us out. They're going to take us out. They're going to knock the wind uh, out of our sails. They're going to, it's going to be very hard for us to get back up and start walking in the direction. Whereas if we have vision, what? We fall down. The Bible says we fall down. A righteous man falls down seven times and gets right back up, right? There's yeah, it gives you a, um, a parenting. You have to learn how to have a thick skin, but a soft heart. Right. Um, like you have to be, you're going to fail. Oh my gosh. Like you're going to make mistakes. Right. You're going to like, how many times you're have you done something? I'm like, oh my God, that was I know. horrible. I'm I know. a horrible person. I know. And my kid is getting any counseling for oh that God. moment right there. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to get be able to pick yourself back up, yeah. not get too crazy hard. And and if you don't have a vision, you can like wallow in that oh, failure, gosh. yeah, and just be there, yeah. Uh, but vision like goes, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, I fell short, yeah, but I'm a righteous person, so I'm going to get back up. And I'm gonna start walking. And I'm keep my heart That's soft, right. but I'm gonna be able to take a hit, right, and keep on moving, right, right, right. absolutely. And we're not gonna draw back. We're not going to pull back, right? Like even in episode one, we're not going to abdicate our thrones, right? No, we have, we understand like God has mm. something for us in this moment, in this hour with our family. And so um, we're not going to draw back. Another thing that can tend to happen is, is like everything is just a phase that we're trying to get, get past, right? Right. So when we're living a little visionless, we're just, we're enduring life. We're not enjoying it. There's no purpose to our footsteps and our actions. Like we're we're trying to constantly get, I mean, in parenting and in family, like 
there's so much that's just uncomfortable and hard at times, right? Yeah. Like everything just feels like it's pulling on vulnerabilities and I don't know how to do this. And I think in our, our human nature, we so desperately just want to have it yeah. under control. We so desperately just want to be able to uh, do it and do it well and it's comfortable and it's cozy and this is easy, right? We want to get to the place really, Mike, where we don't need God, right. you know, within within parenting. Right. When the reality is, is we cannot do this family life. We cannot do, we cannot parent without God. Yeah. And so when we are in this place of like, just trying to endure and trying to get past, we miss out on a lot. Yeah. God never gives you, a God-given vision doesn't take you, doesn't get you more independent of him and it brings you more dependent on right. him. Right. Right. Amen. So you embrace the uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, you know, when I'm weak, he's strong. Amen. And where I end is where he begins. That's right. right. He fills in all the gaps. Yeah. Right? He fills in all the gaps. And thank God for that. Mm -hmm. I know I have felt so much peace and comfort in the fact that, hey, listen, I'm not always going to nail it. But he's going to come in and he's going to soften the blows. He's going, we're going to get back up. Yeah. He's going to make it okay. Yeah. You know? And so... Yeah, you know, I think another thing that can tend to happen when we we're, when we're kind of live at a visionless spot um, in our families is we avoid it, and if we are avoiding it, then we're neglecting it. Yeah, right. Like we're not really sure what this is supposed to look like. We're not really sure where we're going with this thing, and so it's awkward. And a lot of times, what feels awkward, we just naturally avoid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I know for me, it's like there's certain interactions, even with people, right? Where you're like, God, I don't know why, but every time I get around that person, I say something stupid, <laughs> right? And it's like in my brain, I want to avoid it because I don't want to be, I don't yeah. want to be in that awkward situation. Well, sometimes it's like that in family, right? Yeah, you see this a lot. This is a this is a big thing for dads. Mm -hmm. So because we said that that word perish means to avoid, to neglect, to ignore. Right. I think sometimes you see dads take a position right. of avoiding a family, neglecting it, ignoring it, giving their attention to something else. And why? Because I think they don't have a vision for it. Sure. It's not because you're a bad dad. Sure. It's not because you can't do it and it's not in you. Mm -hmm. It's I think it's, it's a vision thing. You have a vision for work. That's why you give yourself to it. You have a vision maybe for this passion. So you give yourself right. to it. I think and you, you probably feel competent. And you in feel that, competent, right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Men generally draw yes. back for something they don't feel good at. Yes. You know? So if we're not good at something, we draw back. What will push us forward in that is if there's a compelling vision for sure. it. Sure. So Amen. again, if your dad's like, if that is something you've been challenged by your wife before, mm -hmm. or you even see in yourself, I don't think again that's saying you're a bad person or you're mm -hmm. a bad dad. I think that's saying you're just lacking vision. And so you can get one. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's probably the reason why you're doing what you're doing or not doing what you're doing. Right? Sure. Sure. So good. Yeah. Vision is important. Yes. We need a vision. We need a vision. And, and, um, we got to We got to grab one. We got to get one. I know, you know, we've been compelled with our own home to have a vision, to know where we're going to lead our kids within that vision. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not just Mike and Gab that are doing this thing, but all to co collectively together, we're going at this. And so, um, you know, in order to understand what God first, and you you mentioned in the beginning, it's like in order to understand what God first had intended for this thing called family, the vision he had for it, we have to go to the creator, right? Yeah. Who created family? God. God created family. Yeah. He established it. He established it. He had a vision and a goal for it. 
And so we have to, as believers, we can't, like we talked about in last episode, we can't be shooting from the hip, right? Going to what we've just experienced or what other people have said. If we want to do this thing as believers, we have to go back to what his original thought was, right? And so for for us to be able to know what that is, we got to go to the Bible, right? The Bible will show us, clearly shows us in regards to family, what his thought was from the beginning. And so we see it in Genesis, right? Genesis chapter one, the first encounter, and I can't wait to get into this. This is so good. This is so fiery. Um, Genesis chapter one, there is this scene that is where we first see God establish family. And the cool thing is, is that um, it didn't just stop in Genesis. I mean, the, the scriptures are littered with family, you know, Uh, imperfect families, so stinking flawed that sets us all free. Okay, we don't have to be perfect to to be used by God, you know, Um, but imperfect families, God, God used them all throughout the word. And our hope, our prayers, as we start to dig into some of this biblical uh, truth and understanding on family um, is that you won't be able to unsee it. Right. Because now for us, we're, I feel like we're somewhat ruined. Like now it's like in the best way possible. I, I can't read my word without seeing moms and dads and kids. I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's literally everywhere. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so we go to Genesis, right? right. Because, you know, again, a Bible study technique is yeah. there's one called, it's called the first mentioned principle. Right. So like when you're studying something out, like when's it first mentioned or said uh, in scripture and it really adds, a, it sets the pace. It it, mm-hmm. it sets a lens of like how, how it originally was and what was the intention of it. And right. so, I mean, family is in the very beginning. I mean, God creates, you know, he created, it's the third institution he created. So in the beginning, he created the Institute of Free Will. Right. Then he made created marriage. Right. And then he created family. Right. And so Genesis chapter one, I'm going to read it. 27 to 28 says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Fill the earth and govern it. Mm-hmm. Reign over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So God, he creates everything and Mm -hmm. then he creates man and woman and he makes them seedful Mm -hmm. and then he tells them to be fruitful multiply and then also to take dominion yeah right yeah take dominion i love this whole scene i mean it's beautiful uh it's so cool to to see that you know god god's just god's just finished uh creating his whole creation and really creation was birthed out of his imagination it was birthed out of his creativity it was birthed out of like it's his majesty on display for us all to enjoy right the birds the bees the mountains the skies all of it it's his creativity on display but when he gets to mankind he stops he pauses and he says no uh, they won't be they won't be created out of my uh, creativity they're going to be formed out of my very image mm-hmm. i mean think about this yeah. God, the creator of everything we see, he he stops, he pauses, and he says, when when I'm gonna make man and male and female, they won't be created out of my my creativity. They are gonna be formed out of my image. 
he, he created us in his own image. And, and when he got to us, you know, uh, he, he looks, and I, I love this because this is a very literal text. What you just read right. was very, very literal. literal. Right. This, is, this is not metaphorical. Right. And I've heard it preached that way. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I think it preaches metaphorically as well. Yeah. God wants you fruitful in your business, yes. fruitful in your church, yes. like, of course. But yes. he's literally talking about having kids, yeah. you know what I mean? And he, teaching them. Yes, he is teaching. He, he is literally telling, commanding, uh, commissioning. Uh, the first thing for male and female is to do family, Yeah. right? And so I love it because the blessing, sometimes people uh, think that he prayed a blessing and then he said, now go be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, yeah, fill the earth, rule and take dominion. But actually the blessing is not separate from, from, uh, uh, be seedful, mm. be fruitful. The blessing is, is that he made us seedful and fruitful. Yeah. That is, that's the blessing. God called it a blessing. Yeah. I mean, he, he partnered with humanity in that moment. God partnered with humanity in that moment. He stretched his hands out towards, uh, man, uh, male and female, and he put seed on the inside that we could co-create, co-collaborate with God to fill the earth with what looked like him. Mm. So again, I think when we we look at the the context of where family is first brought up, we cannot help but look at this. Yeah. We cannot help but look at the fact that this is first what he gave to man and uh, man and woman to do, right? Fill the earth with what what looks like more of me. Yeah. Fill the earth with what looks like more of me. You have to know that this this very this very blessing this very blessing for sure frightens the enemy it frightened him it frightened him back then it frightened satan back then i believe it still frightens him to this day mm. i think from the moment god gave us that blessing right i think i think he has been working to try to get us to call it a curse i mean look mm. at look at culture and society today i mean families are at an all-time decline yeah. right even from when our parents were having kids an all-time decline uh, of of young adults wanting to get married seeing it as a blessing of wanting to have kids seeing it as a blessing i mean that is not that is not a prevalent thought in our culture today it is an interruption in our 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 individualistic way you should stay away from that word. i know but it's perfect because it's kind of yeah it's the point it's it's an interruption mm. it, it's a burden like we look at this thing that God said is a blessing that mm -hmm. he commissioned us to do and we say it's a burden. I mean, we, and we, I remember you and I, we, I mean, we felt that way too when we first yeah. got married. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I mean, we didn't have started having kids until we were like five years into our marriage. It's true. I remember praying, God, I know, me I, too. don't let my wife get pregnant. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, like, I felt like I was like a teenager, yeah. you know what I mean? With yeah. my girlfriend, like yeah. I said, God, please, like don't let my wife, like, because you know what I mean? Like at that same thing, like I didn't see it that mm -hmm. way. And I mean, gratefully, there was a moment where that shifted for both of us totally. where we were like, no, actually not, man, I really I want kids. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I get, I mean, oh we, we, we relate to that, right. that, that thing right. and everything's good in its season and time, but in the beginning, like, don't this forget, is this is what he, this is the intention yeah. of it. And he called it a blessing. Yeah. He called it a blessing to be able to do this. It was his heart that his creation would be filled with what looks 
like him yeah and not even just what looks like him right so there's this other piece of um hey we're not saying mike and gabby aren't saying in this moment to have 15 kids yeah. right 15 20 kids probably don't do i that. mean i'm having four that's it four no more four no more i'm don't good i'm don't so good it's more than enough for me uh there's two parts to this commission right uh you know he told us to, that he made us seed fill and to go multiply his image in the earth but there was a second part of that right mm. the second part was to rule and to reign to take dominion over all of his creation so it was his heart that not only would his creation be filled with his image what looked like him what what had attributes like him but also what had his authority like him mm. It's our job as moms and dads, right? To to show our kids how to rule and reign. Yeah. It's our it's our job to show them what it means to take dominion, to show them what it means to work the land, to show what it means them what it means to that they have an authority on them from from Christ Jesus, right? And if yeah. and it, the thing is is we can't show them that unless we are unless we're doing it, right? So this really has to be something that that forms in us. We have to get a hold of this. And some of us moms and dads might be listening and like, "Shoot. I don't think I even knew that that God commissioned me and gave me an authority to rule and reign over his creation." Well, hear it. He did. Mm -hmm. He's given us an authority and he gave us a commission to rule and reign over his creation. And so the be in the beginning, first, first sight of family, fill the earth. He wanted his creation filled with the earth and he wanted us to rule and reign over his creation with it. And he knew we needed a team, right? Yeah. He knew it was too big of a job big. for just two people. It was too big of a job for two people. He knew that we needed, we needed each other. And, and I love this. It's so powerful because God could have given this first job, right? This first command, this first commission to humanity. He could have given it to anyone. He could have given it to a business business owner. He could have given it to a nonprofit. Uh, he could have given it to the church, right? He didn't. Who did, who did he give dominion and this first job responsibility to? He gave it to a family. Right. He didn't create business first. He didn't no. create a church first. He no. didn't create uh, a company first. He created a family first. That's right. And said, this is the job that I have for you. That's right. And it is big and massive. Yeah. And because he, he puts them in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And he says, be fruitful, multiply, mm -hmm. take dominion, make the rest of the earth Look what it like looks like that. garden of eden right and you're not going to be able to do that on your own mm -mm. so i'm going to send you people i'm going to send you teammates mm -hmm. i'm going to send you children and together working together as a team as a unit with the vision that i've given you right now go accomplish it right right and he and he set a precedent here right. in genesis i mean he set a precedent that that he wanted his the the his will to be accomplished through family Right. And God, if God doesn't change, and that's what his word says, right. he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God is the same yesterday and today and forever, then if that was true back then, that's still true today. Yeah. And I think as we begin to dig into scripture and see that, hey, this wasn't even just a Genesis thing. This was like Genesis all the way through the New Testament. God was using family to accomplish his will. He loves to build he loves to uh, rebuild. He loves to, you know, uh, pass things down from generation to generation, right? And so um, we're going to see this, you know, in family and yeah. uh, in the Bible. So again, 
God had this big call and plan for Adam and Eve. And they couldn't accomplish it on their own. Mm -hmm. So consider this, mom and dad, single mom, single dad, Mm -hmm. um, blended family. The call that God has on your life is so big and massive. Mm -hmm. And there is a purpose to it. And it's so big that you could not accomplish it on your own. Yeah, so beautiful. So maybe you have, he sent you a wife and a Mm -hmm. husband. And it's still not enough people Mm -hmm. to accomplish what God has placed on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. So God in his sovereignty and his goodness sends you these children, these teammates Mm -hmm. to come and be a part of accomplishing what he's placed on your life. Because you can't do it all on your own. And it's going to take generations to accomplish what God has for your life. Right. And so God is a generational God. That's why he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I start with Abraham, Hmm. I continue through Isaac, and I continue through Jacob. So So I'm sending you these children to do something something special and unique. And real quick, you know, there are some, I know some parents' families are struggling to have kids. And so we say it's this blessing and, and it's this beautiful thing. And it's like, I can't, well, this is for us. That's your promise to believe, right? Like if, or if you have a friend and they're struggling, like, what do I tell them? You tell them that's that there's scripture right there that says I can base my faith off it. And I will pray that if God, you said I'd be fruitful, then I believe that for myself. Right. So that's where you go with that. God said, um, but when you see it this way, right, when you see God's got his call and it's big and he sent me this thing, then you really, you, that's the, that's a vision. Mm And you begin to, it changes the way you parent. Mm -hmm. You know, it changes everything. It changes the way you parent. All of a sudden, my kids aren't just roommates (laughs) that are chilling in my house. Making a mess. Right. up the place. They're they're teammates. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Right, okay. they're they're teammates. Yeah, and all of a sudden I'm I'm uh, and because they're teammates, I change my verbiage, right? Mm-hmm. So I use just like a coach. What I use team verbiage. I I I don't just say clean your room because that's what you're supposed to do, and I pay you an allowance. You don't do anything in this house. No, I say mm-hmm. clean your room because you're part of a team. That's right. Yeah, and so we, our goal is to make our house look great. And when your room like looks like crap, the house looks like crap. Right. But you're part of something. So the way you talk to your it's team mentality, it's mm-hmm. team conversations, it's mm-hmm. team jargon. Um, you're 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 beginning to like um. You begin to try to, uh, in small ways, work together as a team yeah, and good. implement things where we're doing things together because we're building team. I mean, how many of you ever, you know, your workplace, they've done like the team camaraderie events where hmm. we go do something. Why? To build like sure. team dynamics. Yeah, sure. So all of a sudden, I want to do some things together to build that because right. someday, because maybe they're young and that's like, but someday we're going right. to work together right. or we're going to build something. Like there's a business that maybe God's called you to start. Mm-hmm. There are movements that I want to begin out of your mm-hmm. family. There's there's legacies that will be built out of legacies of teachers or politics, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. there's something coming out of your family, right? Yeah. And that your your kids are a part of. And then all of a sudden, I, I am not just, um, I'm a talent, talent evaluator too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a talent a discoverer and um, I, I want to discover the talent in my kid and i also want to like grow it right right? like like anyone would and all of a sudden i'm not trying to change my kid into something they're not very good or the change them like me you know sometimes some some parents are like man i just you know like an athletic dad's like i just want my why can't my son i just want to be able to throw football and it's like listen dude he's maybe he's artistic or maybe he thinks differently and maybe he's super he's smart and it's like listen guess what that's good guess why because you don't need another you on your team right you have a you right you needed somebody else that thought differently than you that's why god sent you this person so my job isn't to turn them into me Mm -hmm. my job is to discover who god made them and be their talents and gifts and abilities and then begin to grow that Mm -hmm. now all of those things need to be grown and need to be parented parented and all that stuff right right? you don't let it run wild Right. But my God, it's there. Right. 
so all of a sudden, I'm not just seeing it, uh, my kid and saying, oh, I just want to be like me. Why can't these? No, no. Like, it, it, you appreciate the differences mm -hmm. about your kid. Totally. The, and now, because here's the thing, right? When someone's like different than you, generally it annoys you. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Um, you don't understand. You don't understand it. Right. But if you see it, it's like, no, no, this this is, mm -hmm. I needed this. Some way, somehow, somewhere down mm -hmm. the road. Like, my, we're going to need, this is mm -hmm. important. This is valuable. Um, and it's subtle. When your kids are younger, it's subtle. And this way, you have to be intentional, right? Because right, it's still forming. It's still forming. But right. you, we start seeing it in our own kids. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh we start gosh. seeing some of the tweaks and the unique things about Ford and Sienna and Kennedy and crew. I mean, with Sienna, we see, like, she's she's creative and she's a feeler. <laughs> and she's got she's an intercessor. That girl will pray. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? And for so sure. so we, we see those things. We want to we want to lean into yeah, those things, amen. you know? Make space for it, right? right? Like, yeah. we, 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 like, our Kennedy. My Kennedy's, like, she's the girl. She's going to do something crazy easy with her life right like i know not just my daughter because she's the kind of kid where like when you walk in a room and she's been in there you will say what what what, what happened, happened? <laughs> like you walk in a room and there's like boxes stacked and toys stacked up really high and there's like glue on the ceiling and human hair like on the table and you're like <laughs> kennedy what what happened and she's like i wanted a popsicle right it's so, a she figured out how to do yeah. it right like that's right. her gifts like she doesn't obstacles aren't a thing no. for her and she blows by she him like beyond her like you should not have done this but now that can be really frustrating as sure. a parent. And it has been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very frustrating. Yeah. But at the same time, when I see it, as I'm, a, I'm a vision Amen. and she's a gift for me. I go. That's that's very valuable. Yeah. And I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to buffet that. I right. want to. I want to can't parent it, but I want to lean into that right. because you don't want to bring shame to that. Right. No, because that or is hush it. God right. made her that way, and some right. way down the road, that girl is going to start something to build something, because no one else thinks that way. That's right. You know. So we see things like this. We um. Uh, uh, we see every face mm -hmm. matter, mm -hmm. every part that's played. Mm -hmm. It's a building block for my kid mm -hmm. to be who God's made them to be, right? So it's like every phase of my kid's life, uh, it's important. Right. If I have, if I'm living a me vision centric life, um, my kids can be a burden. Like right. we say things like, oh, I can't wait to this this one gets into school <laughs> like so i can really go get what i got you know i can really mm. get what i want and it's like no 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 if they're valuable Good. and god gave them to you Good. Uh, i understand that there's this phase they're in is actually there are things that need to be instilled and instructed and 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 need to happen in this part mm. that if not done will it'll be hard for them to build upon that so i'm not going to wish away Rush that season it. right right i mean and, and of course that's easy for me to say you know when we had kids and you know, I'm the dads and, you know, generally I'm, I'm the one off to work still kind of pursuing some things, but you, you know, you're oh, driven, yeah. you're a driven woman. And yeah. so you, there were that moments. Hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was sad. It was hard. It was sacrifice. It went against my nature. Um, because I wanted, I, I, I still had so much I wanted to do and accomplish and God really had to work it into the fiber of my being. Like I would say even into my identity, you know, um, helped me see you know, the bigger picture of the call here, mm. you know what I mean? And it was progressive over the, the life of my kids, but it, it, there were moments it was painful and painful to see you leave and continue on. Right. Yeah. And then I'm here and I don't know why we do this, you know, as moms, you know, but like we lower it. Like we think that this is like a less than job. Um, and I think that's why we have to get a hold of this vision. Like, I think we have, that's why like God has to birth this on the inside of us. And I'm grateful because I, I know he got a hold of me and I, yeah. and, and he did birth this on the inside of me where it became very clear to me that like, Hey, I'm not just trying to get my kid to college. 
I'm not just trying to get my kid like out the door and like he knows how to like keep a space clean, right? Like I became very, very aware that I was helping equip and train up my kid, right? Not to even just live as now for us, not even to just live as an individual, but like, and not even just one day get there, but right now there's something that God has for my kid. Yeah. You know, there's something right now he wants me to help form on the inside of him. There's something right now that he wants me to help speak, declare, unlock out of their life. And sometimes when we're moving so fast, when we can't wait to get out of that phase, we miss it. Yeah. We, we just, we blow past it. We miss it. And I believe God has called us to see those things, to not even just see it, but to, you know, to, to fan it into flame, to pray out, to, to declare, to be so intentional about putting our, our kids in a situation that's going to cause that gift on the inside of them to come alive. Right. And when we are so quick, and I'm telling you, I felt guilty to this so many times in motherhood, when we are so quick to blow past that season, I I think we, we I'm not saying that God won't work that together for the good because that's who He is, um, but but we've we've um, we've tried to shortcut something. Yeah. And um and I I I just think to be able to stay in the moment, you know, understand what He's called us to do in that scene, see the value in it. Yeah. See the value in it. See the value in that we are training these kids up and equipping them, not just for some great job one day, but to take authority in the land, to take ground, to create, to be the answer to the world's problems, right? Well, then all of a sudden it's it's way bigger. Yeah. You know? God's not in a hurry. No. And so uh, he doesn't rush things. No. Um, God allows things to grow and mature. Right. And take shape of what he's made them to be. Right. Um, I think when we, but we like to rush things oh my gosh. and we like to hurry things. Oh my gosh. And so when we do that, it, it sometimes can short circuit or it can, um, it, it's not as stable as it could be. And right. so, so it's good to have a vision for your life. I'm not right. saying it's wrong, right? The giftings and callings of God are irrevocable. Mm-hmm. So like when you were single and God began to put a vision in you, like that doesn't change. No. But now it's just, this, it's, it's like interwoven into now the family unit, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you lose the vision of your life. You're losing. No. It's just, it just expands and like it, it grows bigger. bigger, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, it's good that you desire that. It's not a wrong thing. No. Um, But you're, again, you're trusting God's timing and this you understand season. the season he has me yeah. in. And I don't rush a season. No. Just let it be what it no. is. It's just like being pregnant with That's you know it. with a baby. Like you don't, you can't rush that. Yep. Right. You can't hurry that. But when it, and, but when it's time for that baby to come, it comes, totally. and you can't stop it. So that's totally. how it is with God. It is. Like the seasons, like you can't rush what God is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just you allow the, it to form and to build mm-hmm. and do what you know to do. You know the the your body knew what it needed to do to form and protect and feed our, our children. Right. Because God created it that way. Absolutely. So it yeah. did its part. And then when the time came, there was nothing to stop it. Like, right. that's what it is. Like, when you're in these seasons, it's like, hey, you do what God made you to do, which is you're going to be a parent. Yeah. And you love, you cherish, you build up, you protect, you guard, you, ins- you instruct, you lead, and you you trust the timing of it. Because then when it pops off and God says, it's time for your that dream, <laughs> it's time for that vision, it's time for that thing to go, it's fully formed. Yeah, it's formed and nothing nothing can stop it. No. No devil, no, no demon, nothing no. will stop what God has no. said. It's time, it's time. So, it, but again, if you don't have that vision, it's struggle. So right. when you do, it is, you pray differently, right? Yeah. 
You pray differently mm -hmm. about your kids. You pray differently for your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, it you changes the way you pray things out. You become very protective of your extra time. Mm -hmm. You know, you put it where you want to put. You 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 sacrifice certain things. That's what vision does, right? I'm going to sacrifice here for this greater greater purpose. Sure. I think. And then lastly, uh, it changes the way you uh, talk about your kids and you talk to your kids. Right. Your words have power. Mm -hmm. uh, vision has a language. Mm -hmm. A vision speaks to identity, mm -hmm. right? So as parents, you have to um, you have to address behaviors, right? But in, in in addressing the behaviors, at the same time, you have to speak to the identity, right? So it's like, hey, you know, four pops off at you, and I go, four. We don't dishonor mom. Right. That was wrong. You don't say that because that's not who you are. That's You're a man right. of honor. That's vision. Right. That right. is who you are. That's who you're becoming. Call them higher. Right? right. And so vision, like, you know, you have to be very careful about your words. And all of a sudden you're speaking life over your child. Mm -hmm. You're speaking to the identity of who they Even if they're not acting that way. <laughs> Do I act like who, who, I'm, who guys call me be all the time? No, of I can testify to that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. You want to go there, Nor Gabby? Nor do I, Michael. No, Nor do I. No one does, right? No, you can't. Right. As a parent, like when you have a vision. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We right. don't do that because this is why. This is who you are. That's right. Yeah. And even if they don't get that, right. words have power. That's right. They. The Bible says life or death in the power of the tongue. Oh, right. And those who love, those who love it, will eat its fruit. Mm -hmm. So hey, whatever I am experiencing in my home with my children is a product of what I say to them mm -hmm. and what I speak over them. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that like uh, what you say privately it is what comes out publicly, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so if you're struggling to speak life over your kid because they are acting like the devil, and I get it. <laughs> I mean, there's times I shut the door on Ford's room and I go, that guy is a real b-hole. <laughs> He's man. a real joker. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm beyond you. I mean, you're not a parent if you ever called your kid a, a butthole before. <laughs> like, not to their face, but like the door's shut. And I'm like, go to jerk, man. Like, like so, so like I get that, right? I just can't believe I just said that. Um, That's real. Man. But it's real, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but when I've been praying for my son, yeah, and I'm speaking life over him, when I'm like really frustrated and like my filter's not where it is, but because in private, in my time with God, I've been praying a certain mm -hmm. way about him. You better believe what comes out of my mouth is going to be something positive. Amen. It's yeah. going to be life giving, right? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Even if it's not acting that way, so. Our words are important. Oh man, I'm so I'm such a words person. I'm very very aware, you know, um, of the fact that there's power, uh, life and death in the power of our tongue. You know, I think we have what we speak out. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's not even just about not um, speaking. Like for me, it's like in that verse, it's not about you know, hey, you know, I have to be so scared about not speaking death. Although that's yes, please, you know, be aware of not speaking death. I think the power. So much power comes in the uh, into effect when I realize, oh my God, I can create life. Yeah. Right. So then all of a sudden, there's such intentionality with that, an offensive strategy within our words, right? Where it's not even uh, like I'm just shooting from the hip as situations come, but I'm intentionally speaking words of life over my kids. I'm going to hug my kids. I'm going to tell them they're brilliant. I'm going to tell them they're generous. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to fill them up with what God says mm. over their life. I'm going to be super intentional about what I'm speaking over my kids. I love it because in Jewish culture, you know, uh, the, the, the creation story, that's like toddler stuff to them. Like they teach their kids and declare that truth over them from toddlerhood, mm. right? Like three, four, five, they are being told that they were made in the image of God. 
that, that he made them seedful and an ability to create and multiply his image on the earth and that they are to rule and take dominion and create and build within the creation God has, you know, given them. And we, when we look at the Jewish people, man, they are blessed. Yeah. There is a blessing over their life. I believe that, man, there is just a, a, what is it like a law of natural, like something like there where, because they're declaring every, every Friday, the parents and the elders of their home come, come around the next generation and begin to declare the promises of God over them. I mean, what would happen and what would our families look like if we did this more? Yeah. If we intentionally took time aside to intentionally tell our kids, hey, listen, you were made in the image of God. There is nothing wrong with you, yeah. Ford, Sienna, and Kennedy. You were made in the image of God. Crew too. Crew, shoot. Crew, you too, baby. Crew. You too, baby. We love you. I love you. That <laughs> You were made in the image of God. And one day you are going to have a marriage and it is going to bring glory and honor to God. And one day you are going to have a family with kids and you are going to parent them so well. You're not going to be perfect, but God is going to help you. And he's going to give you a vision and you're not on your own. You're going to do this. You're going to do this with a vision from heaven and you are going to rule and take dominion in this earth, you guys. And, and you're not going to be overcome by life in the world, but you're going to overcome it. Yeah. Can you imagine if we were, if we were teaching and declaring these promises, you know, over our family, I think, I think we would have what we spoke. Yeah. I think we'd have the fruit of our, our lips. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Vision is necessary. Yeah in our homes it's as breath is to the body you know vision is to the it, vision is to the family and um we know that god uh has something so so amazing for your family a vision for your home and i know the same way he's given us a vision for our home as you pray as you seek him for it he's going to give it to you yeah so i think a good just closing up here a good challenge is and start creating a vision yeah. for your family, yeah. right? Like maybe it's a vision statement, maybe it's a couple of vision phrases, maybe it's a vision word. It's like, hey, we are the, you know, Roberts, and we this, and Good. we believe this. Good. And um, I think you could begin, just begin the process mm -hmm. of it. Here's a couple of tips when you begin to create a vision, right? One, you want to do it in the context of prayer. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to, I don't want a selfish Good. vision. I want right. a God-given vision. And right. if I'm in the context of prayer, we have a moment where we pray. Uh, do that. Uh, do it as a team. Mm -hmm. So if you're married, do it with your spouse. Mm -hmm. If if you have some kids that are older or teenagers, like do it with them. Like Good. why not? It's a, Let again, them speak to like, it. Like we we would do that when we create a vision for like our church or whatever. It's like oh, we've got yeah. a couple high level team members and let's do this thing together. Mm -hmm. Or you know if you're single and then then you know. Um, you know, with a pastor or with a friend, like begin to create something. And then, you know, Habakkuk uh, in the Old Testament, God gave Habakkuk this direction. He said, hey, listen, uh, write the vision down and make it plain and clear. Right. And so whatever that is, then make it plain, like write it down, make it very visual. It's in your home somewhere. Talk about it at dinner time. Mm -hmm. Talk about it occasionally. Like, always keep the vision because vision leaks. Uh, they see that's that phrase in business vision league. So like you have to keep talking about vision because people will, will forget it or lose sight of it. So, um, Hey, from so this good. point, just, uh, begin to craft a vision for yourself yeah. and watch how automatically it's going to begin to change the way you see your family and your parent. Amen. It's going to change you differently. Right. Amen. So do we want to end in prayer? Yeah. You pray? Let's pray. Do you want to pray? You want me to pray? I'll pray. Okay. Jesus, I thank you. Um, God, I thank you that you made us to live with vision. And God, I think you didn't even just put that pressure on us uh, to form that. 
you know, but you, you desperately have birthed that in our heart. And I, I thank you that, um, I thank you that as each of us come before you and we knock at the door, Father, you will surely open it. And I thank you that you are uh, pouring, Father, your vision, Father God, into each and every one of our hearts. God, I thank you that we're not going to be uh, a, a people that are just tossed about in life. God, overcome so easily by life. God, falling down and not able to get back up. But God, I thank you that you are putting a charge with on the inside of us. And I thank Thank you. That charge is vision. God, I thank you, Father God, that that this family, this thing called family, God, you called it a blessing. We will not call it a curse. We will not call it something to be endured. We will not call, uh, call it something to just get past. But God, I thank you in intentionality is coming to the very breath of our home, God. God, I thank you. We will not perish because we have vision, God. We will not be overcome because we have vision, God. And so, God, I thank you as each of us come, God, and pray and come before you, God, I thank you are pouring it out. And God, I thank you. I speak a blessing blessing over each and every one of our homes. I thank you that the peace of Christ rules in the hearts of our home and the joy of the Lord is our strength, God. God, I thank you that they are blessed. Father, we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are blessed when we come and blessed when we go. Every single thing that our hands touch are blessed. God, our marriages are blessed. Our kids are blessed. And God, I thank you that we are operating, Father God, in our authority in the land. And I thank you. Many are coming to know you because of it. And so, God, I thank you, Father. We we lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, um, we lean to you. And you are making our path straight in family. And you are bringing vision. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there it is. There it is. Episode three. Um, listen next episode we're so super good. excited about it come back because we're gonna go more into scripture we're gonna see more how how god used families so it's gonna give you even more vision uh for your life and for your family so you do not want to miss it but thank you so much for myself foxy oh my we're gosh. so glad you're with us this has been the house of roberts podcast we will see you next time <laughs>